But yeah, I think you can get you get the M rating easy. I think if uh, you can shoot someone in the head and uh, you can see their brains come out. Yeah, yeah. if you're sh- yeah, yeah. if you're shooting real people and it's it's even realistically bloody, mm-hmm. then it's gonna be. Yeah, if they don't explode into a cloud of dust, then yeah. I think you're. Yeah. You're getting that out. Or if it's not completely bloodless and they flip and say, ooh. <laughs> Ouchie. Yeah. <laughs> in, in Shadow, I keep bringing this up just yep. because it's of the era. It's the, it's it's, the only mature game you know, Seb. Yeah. It, it should have gotten it. Seb, Seb cuts it off at E10+. Nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing, uh, nothing more uh, no, nothing this, harsher than that. It really, I, I know this is not the case with you, Seb, but it really is like a Boss Baby vibes thing. <laughs> you, like, you keep bringing it up. Like, it's it, going to okay. come up so many it's more times only, in this episode. It's the too. only well, mature I, game you played, keep, and I, I know no, that's not true. No, I keep bringing this one up specifically because it was on that precipice yeah. of like T or E10 or whatever, or E12 it, or whatever it is. It really is uh, like you've seen one movie, and that movie is Adam Sandler's Click. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've played one video game, and it's uh, Shadow of the Hedgehog. Can you imagine how sad that person's life would be? <laughs> yeah. I just did re- bereft of joy. They're like, uh, someone's like, oh, yeah, I played this new video oh, game. Yeah, like, no, oh, I, I, don't yeah. I don't really like those. No, yeah, I've, I've <laughs> tried video game. They're not very good. Uh, <laughs> entire first segment i should probably roll us in all right um hello and welcome everyone to please don't listen to this your life depends on it the show we do something different every single week and this week we fucking played some fucking video game hell yeah yeah that's right this ain't your mama's mario or mario's mama we are here yeah i'm i'm here with uh some of the hardest motherfuckers in video games. I have motherfucking most badass squirrel in the fucking business, Seb. Marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says at the beginning. That's what he sounds like. Yeah. He sounds like that. <laughs> it's really annoying, actually. And I have one fucker you do not want to mess with. The motherfucker of the wasteland, Alex. Bite my shiny metal ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm your host, fuckhead extraordinaire, Nick. Um, oh, I should have mentioned Sir Henry motherfucker. But I guess that's um, more appropriate Well, for we you. can take it again. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. No, we're good. Um, <laughs> so uh, our listener, uh, Byron, wrote into us and asked us to play video games with a lot of swearing in them. You he, say the word fuck. So the reason that he suggested that was because he was playing High on Life. High on Life is a very unique game in some ways and a very generic game in others. Um, but 
Starring recently disgraced. Recently guy. disgraced mm-hmm. Justin Roiland. But it is. I was going to guess the wrong one, so I'm glad you jumped in there. <laughs> Dan Harmon is like continually Soon disgraced. Soon to be disgraced? He's more like. Dan Harmon doesn't do anything illegal. He's okay. just kind of a. Kind of a creep, but not in a way that would like stop him from getting more jobs. Mm. Whereas Justin Roiland is unemployable forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he was acquitted, uh, but. So we forgive him. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's fine now. It's okay. It's, yeah. Bring him back on Rick and Morty. It's fine. Only he can do that Dan, dog no, shit. No, voice. hold on. I thought they were going to hire me. They were going to call me back tomorrow. Yeah. No, they've already done an entire season with the new voice actors. They're pretty good. I'm yeah. sure no one noticed. <laughs> I consume all of my uh, media entirely through two zoomed-in YouTube shorts, so I think it's pretty good. <laughs> They're zoomed in and flipped around, yep. and, and the um, voices are, are... They had the Shutterstock watermark yeah, no, no, over them. Uh-huh. like pitched up a little bit. Uh, there's there's incorrect subtitles over it. <laughs> in uh, Spanish. Russian subtitles. So I wanted to talk a little bit for this segment about how you get an M rating, because... Something that we brought up a little bit in uh, the pre-show was we talked about uh, the the kind of like rough adolescence of video games. It's video games were like going through not exactly puberty. They were trying to do it's something a new medium. Yeah, trying to establish itself. Well, After think- 3D was figured out, and there were not as many technical barriers to smash. Uh, I think there is part of a worry that there was maybe a little bit of embarrassment about perhaps being a children's medium, but not wanting to get out of it completely. Not wanting to say, okay, I should go do film or television or something like that. Not wanting to say, oh, I should get a different hobby. But rather, games should, you know, Games need to grow up. They're not just for kids anymore. Games shouldn't be not as embarrassing as they are. And to to people who were, you know, paying attention at the time, there were plenty of options for the kind of person who wanted a game that was quote unquote mature. I mean you're but to some people, your Metal Gear Solids and your Resident Evils still aren't enough because even though there's blood or voice dialogue that doesn't sound like it's coming through a radio that you held at the bottom of the ocean for too long, um doesn't mean that like there was nothing to show you that it was like uh, like a kid could still watch it conceivably. And I think that's part of the problem. A kid, maybe not too young of a kid, but a kid could conceivably go to the store and get Crash Bandicoot and Resident Evil at the same time. And yep. no one would really balk at it. Some people certainly would, people who knew what they were doing. Uh, but like, but it games was, need to be about war. I yeah. think. They need to be about... Uh, running people over with your car. I need to shoot guys. Right, right. And there were lots of games about shooting guys, but may, they they faded out after that. You know, the game, the person you shot faded out. Right? They didn't explode <laughs> they, into gore. You got coins after you did it. Or if they did explode <laughs> into gore, the gore was so abstract, like fucking Carmageddon, that nobody batted an eye. It was uh, even though uh, Joe Lieberman held a, a hearing about Mortal Kombat when seventeen rib cages explode out of Johnny Cage. <laughs> it people, rules. People, it, it does rule. I am fully saying that it does, yeah, yeah. in fact, rule when Johnny Cage explodes into seventeen rib cages. But I, I mean, perhaps so because many. of that, and because some of the other fatalities in that game are incredibly silly. Uh, that even the ones that are gory are, are also very silly. Like uh, a Sub-Zero rip, reaching his hand into your neck and pulling out the skull and spine at the same time 
is like it's incredible it's hilarious it's like why stop there why not just have him reach in and grab the whole skeleton and yeah. the guy's just and a pile the of skeleton goo. does a little yeah, dance yeah exactly like why not like <laughs> it's as silly as that it's as looney tunes as that there's no like functional difference i think mortal kombat's a good place to go if we're talking about what gets you an m or not because yeah. nintendo famously had the the sweat version of mortal yeah. kombat where there wasn't blood uh-huh. and they, when they got punched it was like white sweat and that was honestly that was a an unforced error on their part because that's kind of what let Sega get a little bit of a, a, yeah. a leg up yeah, over there to certain does. people, yeah. um, and they got to be Sega got to be the cool one something that Nintendo has never truly been and, and this is I think maybe part of why so many people felt uh, consciously or unconsciously that video games needed to. Uh, distance themselves from children's stuff because Nintendo stuff is and is and was so popular that it's not uncommon for you to think video games, oh, like Mario, like yeah. Pikachu. People so, call, people called consoles Nintendo for yeah, a long time. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> you, you're people pla- still do that. You're playing Nintendo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, real quick, for a, like a, a good touch point for me for age rating stuff is yeah. like an old, probably like five plus year old uh, Super Bunny Hop video where he talks about uh, he he talks about age ratings for video games like internationally, and it's super interesting because it's very culturally relative. Like oh, what for sure. what gets an M rating here versus what gets the highest rating in Europe or in or, Japan or in Australia, where they're famously quite strict. Yeah, they'll ban stuff. games or like how any depiction of Nazis was not allowed in Germany and for a really long time. So like the new Wolfenstein games, they had to like astroturf all the Nazi imagery mm-hmm. to sell them there. Or when uh, <laughs> one of the famous things I know that I'm sure you know as well yeah. is uh, when Team Fortress 2 came out in Germany because of its uh, its ludicrous violence that was that is in America so ludicrous as to be cartoonish. Nobody bats an eye at the gore in Team Fortress 2 because it is so silly. Yeah. Like the they rib show, cages I was yep, joking they about They show you your seven rib cages yeah. in the freeze cam. Exactly. <laughs> because, of, because of stuff like that, nobody really batted an eye at it. Also because it's a PC game and uh, the consoles it did come out on, it was also packaged with Portal. Um, <laughs> so when something like that happens, people don't here don't really bat an eye. But the gore was so egregious that in Germany, when you shoot somebody, instead, they get the texture of like if you shot metal, like if you shot a sentry. They get the metal bullet holes yeah. in them. Mm-hmm. They're all robotic. They're all people. robots. It's sure. like man versus machine. Yeah. They, they invented it beforehand. Way before. Way before yeah. <laughs> man versus machine. Um, but the other thing that was interesting, like one of the things that's always stuck with me from that video specifically is that um, in Japan, they're really sensitive to dismemberment. That is a thing that is like way more, way worse to them than. Sorry, Dead Space, you're not coming out over here. Yeah, oh, and yeah, like, they, they do a, like the black blur thingy. And They'll do it in anime. One of the one of the things that I uh, saw, like in Resident Evil Four, they have a bunch of cuts where, like in the international releases, you would get your whole head cut off by a chainsaw. They just would like cut, like you wouldn't. It would just cut to a game over before that happened. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Which seems so weird because that's a Japanese game. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I know. I, I don't know about. I don't know if this is like loosened or what. But like, uh, Resident Evil Seven and Eight is all about you getting your limbs cut off. So yes, I don't know is. what the fuck they do with that. I, that's they, a good question. <laughs> I'm curious about that myself. I think the I think the original version of RE Seven does skip some of the hand cutting off stuff because I think it is faster it's in so speed runs. Into the game. I think it is this faster version because they skip a couple of those cutscenes. That's so funny. <laughs> but. Um, uh, that's that was an interesting thing, but like at least generally they're a little bit more forgiving of sexual content than we are as far as age ratings go. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Sex, even sexual themes yeah. is a way to skyrocket. <laughs> we're your too we're yeah, too yeah. puritanical for that kind of thing. So really. funny. Yeah. You, you can like have <laughs> suggestive themes, and that'll land you in a T. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah. like once you go full on sexual themes, like if somebody says tit, then you're yeah, exactly. M. Uh huh. You know, if some if uh, I'm trying to think of a good example for this because there are lots of things. <clears throat> Recently, it almost seems like we're moving past it because with stuff like Baldur's Gate three and Cyberpunk. You've yeah, got you just like, fuck people. You, well, yeah, you have not, a only can, not only can you just you fuck people. You can choose your genitals. Yeah, that's, that's was the thing I was going to say. Yeah. Choosing your genitals is a gigantic leap forward in like maturity in some ways. And in other ways, it is like a huge step back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it definitely is a uh, is a, every game does not need to be sold on a store shelf thing. I, yeah. It definitely is. Like if we're in some strange alternate universe where you still had to go to GameStop to buy Baldur's Gate 3, I think it would be way less of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or or Cyberpunk did the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those, those two it games was, are the good. They examples. were both PC games, mm-hmm. or at least conceived of initially as PC games, mm-hmm. so they did not have to worry about mm-hmm. uh, little Timmy going and buying it at the store. Yeah, right. Um, and like not many. It's still rare for games to have sexual themes or themes of like anything even relating to sex or mentioning sex in them, but. It is now common enough that it is not novel when a game does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still rare, but it's not like it's not like hush hush or scarce. Like, yeah, I, I remember. I, I regret to hand it to them specifically, but I think Bioware broke down a lot of those barriers specifically with did. Mass Effect and some and of their Dragon games. Age. But uh, Mass Effect, but, Dragon Age for yeah. sure. Um, I remember the once again. Uh, the I Fox regret News to give them pieces. any props. Yes. Uh, <laughs> And it was clumsy and stupid and, and you know, horribly, uh, horribly But that's a lot A lot of people's touch point for that kind of specifically RPG I uh, brought romance. it up a bunch of times in our Baldur's Gate 3 episode. Yeah. I brought up uh, Mass Effect because that was my touch point for companions that you can romance and have sex with. That's Mass Effect. And, like, <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3 is, like, you know, a hundred years ahead in <laughs> yeah. in both thematically and like tonally and uh, technologically, yeah. it's all very those, advanced. Those compared, real do- real yeah. doll models bumping up against each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's I think it's you know the, Im- the even the implication that a character might want to have sex what? is like a big no no here, right? Like even if you're. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, another It's a computer. You can't have sex. All I can think of is fucking, um, fucking Suda51 games. But I'm going to go yeah. into the other direction. So I'm going to say God of War, right? In God of War, I remember... Kratos does do that. God of War cuts the heads off of the wings, off of the fingers, off of every god he comes across in brutal, horrific ways that the game draws attention to. And sure, it feels cool and good, but those... In, I'm talking about God of War 1, 2, 3. I don't know yep. about the new ones. I'm sure he does it still. Um, yeah, he does cut some <laughs> fingers off. Um, in the old ones, he's like a, like, you know, a, a swinging blades of destruction. Every cutscene is him dismembering somebody in a new horrible way to show how his rampage of revenge against, revenge against the gods is going. And in, uh, God of War 2 and 3, they have sex mini games. And I remember... You gotta mash the button. I remember the one for God of War 3 <laughs> getting a little bit of a tiny moral outcry. And... Now it would also get that, but for totally different reasons. Before it was like, can you believe that this like 
is in the game like how how dare they Can you refer- believe you have how to dare they refer- how dare they reference bang. sex yeah and now it would be like a kind of like this is like that's stupid just well, mashing the button well uh, that that they might say that but i think what they would probably say is like this is incredibly demeaning to the idea of women oh, yeah. <laughs> not, even, not even specific like you, women. you literally just mash to mash to fuck instead yeah, of like actually exactly. having i don't know dialogue options with yeah. your lover uh-huh. um uh you don't see a lot of stuff that is like actively like you don't see like rape stuff really. There yeah. is an instance in one of the Silent Hill games where you see So that's uh, that's Hill way more implied. So we're yeah. talking we're talking Silent Hill too. I want to get it right out of the Yeah, it this. is very it's implied. Um, it's not like straight up, but you know. You can definitely see it as sexual violence, but one of the things that uh I saw mentioned online that um is uh good lead that, in. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I saw online <laughs> that is mentioned there is that it is just as likely, and there's very ambiguous stuff there that is meant to look like sexual violence to you when you play it the first time. And after you know the reveal about James's wife, uh, which, hey, if you haven't played Silent Hill 2, uh, listen to me right now and don't play the remake that's coming out uh, mm, next yep. year. Uh, go, <laughs> Check out go, our episode. Too. Go on the computer and get it so, instead. Don't the, play that remake. The, I'm, I'm warning the, you right now. The PC version is uh, free online and really good now, yeah. actually. The fans yeah. have patched that up. So... Um, in Silent Hill 2, you eventually find out that Ga- James killed his wife and that she is likely in the trunk of his car that you drove to get to Silent Hill. Now, Pyramid Head it, uh, is killing these monsters and he is stuffing them underneath the uh, he's stuffing them underneath the sink. He's hiding the body. Mm-hmm. He is doing what James is doing. He's doing what James is feeling guilty for. And we don't really see it. Yeah, I mean, the, the like, fact, though, that it's suggested the first time until oh, yeah. and like, like also figure it out. To get into, to, to do a little bit of Silent Hill 2 stuff, Silent Hill 2 has an enemy called the Lying Figure that's look, meant to look like the shadow of a bed that two people are fucking in. Mm-hmm. Um, and Silent Hill is full of suggestive themes. Wow. It's got, a, it's got plenty of other things that will give it a... a sexy a, nurses? Sexy nurses. Hello. It's funny how they are doing like a mature thing with it, which is like we're showcasing a repressed character, and it's like, whoa, check out the titties <laughs> on those nurses, baby. Yeah. Uh, but you could do something the opposite of uh, mature and still get that M rating. Um, I'm trying to think of the uh, the best example I can think of. What's uh, something that gets mature mature rating for sexual themes? Mm. Right, DOA beach volleyball, Your... extreme beach volleyball. Sure. Oh yeah, that shit's silly. Uh, there, those titties are bouncing all over the place, but there's nothing. It's it's very much air butting it. There's nothing. Yeah. We're not showing any nipples. Yeah. We're not. Nobody's having sex. It's all very chaste, even though it's, it's uh, very even very clothed, yeah. barely clothed women. Okay? Yes. don't worry. Yes, it's a <laughs> volleyball not... game. You pervert. Stop it. I haven't played a Grand Theft Auto. Check off to this. Yeah. What happens in those? All right, we can tell, like, talk a little bit Those about that. Those ones you get to get a hand job from a, a sex worker and then shoot them in the head. So mm-hmm. that's good. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, uh, there's nothing, there's no incentive to do that. You can take your money back. Can you? I think. I, mean, I've, I don't think actually you, never. They don't like drop I, loot or anything. There's no, I think I, they might. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I've never I have never engaged with that part of mm. Grand Theft Auto really because it is mostly fun to run drop people like over a and glowing shoot them. pile of money for I you to pick they, up. I think people that you shoot do drop their money though. So, I don't know. It's been a minute. As I remember I know, this being a, a point that 
Gamergate revolved around, like <laughs> that specific thing about shooting prostitutes in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, and it's I also remember uh, that not something, something great, like that but happening with uh, with Hitman. Hitman mm. was a very and this they were talking about Hitman Absolution, which you should not play if you can avoid mm, it. Yeah, don't. Um, there are like weird, sexy nun assassins that can come after you, and they're very, and uh, they uh, they can you know you you have to kill them in order to move on, and it's like these fetish objects are going to be killed, and then like you know their bodies are going to be hidden, and you have to do this to advance in the game. But then they're also like this game. You shoot prostitutes and you stuff their bodies in dumpsters. Like, well, you can do that, but you're not incentivized to do it. But at the same time, like, this is the kind of thing that people would remark up upon as like, oh, wow, games look before you were only stomping on mushrooms. And now now you're stomping on women's skulls. <laughs> I mean, How progressive. <laughs> to, to the point of like, I used to be on, on the like, Anita Sarkeesian sucks so much. Wow, like, Seb was a gator? I was a gator. Um, because I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I'm going to make it a thing now, <laughs> retroactively. <laughs> Almost but, no, exactly ten years later. Wow. Yeah, I, I I used to be like on on the other side of that, but now I'm just like, well, the fact that you can do it, but you're not incentivized to do something, doesn't mean anything because there's plenty yeah, no, of sandbox games that vid- you video use. games are and have and were historically very sexist. I think that's yeah. the problem we I have mean, not and, conquered. And if you want that M rating, you better be sexist. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's part of it. Well, I, okay. Respecting women is not going to get you that 17 plus. <laughs> uh, I wanted to also ask because I've I've only read the Witcher books, and there, there is. Not necessarily a lot of like sex scenes, but there is a lot of talk about sex in yeah, those books. The, yeah, um, the well, I mean, there's I'm, maybe like one sex scene that I can actually. Witcher remember. three is very, very Bioware with it. Very, uh, uh-huh. very like you pick a character that you would like to do the romance with, mm-hmm. and then you've got you get your like scene. It's very, it's very Baldur's But there are also I like okay. stories that involve like characters mentioning sex. You yeah. Know? Like they're they're you know you have a history with like both of the sorcerer's characters. Oh, Geralt fucks everyone. You talk you talk about that pretty openly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But even if you're not talking about that, if you're talking about someone like you know a a wife's worried about her husband, she's like, is he stepping out on me? Yeah, because we haven't shagged in a fortnight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Something like that can come up, and it can come up freely because of the developer's European attitude towards sex. Wow, Mm. and. They got on the other hand, out over there. While there is certainly violence in the game, and the game does treat it in a very dark fantasy way, it's not like an American gore kind of way, I guess I want to say. There is there is violence, but it is, while not bloodless, it is n- not too gruesome, you know? Yeah, I think, I think that, there is, uh, there is, there are disturbing moments in those games, but there, it's not a, it, it's not about the violence as much as it is uh, some of the like context. Yeah, the mm-hmm. context and some of the like, like some of the outcomes of the quests can be disturbing in a way that is comes from the writing more so than the yeah, violent. Content. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, the, the Bloody Baron's quest is like all about the fucking yeah. horror of a dead baby. Like, yeah. that's real. That's some real shit. And that's the kind of thing that when the gaming news cycle was still dominated by uh, Fox News mentioning video games and saying, it's not just Pong anymore. It's like... Games have come a long way since Pac-Man. Video games have come a long way since Pac-Man. <laughs> uh, to say something like that and to say, like, in the Witcher games, a baby dies. It's like, holy shit. It's like, when was the first time a, a baby died in film? Like, you know, like yeah. it, I don't know. Like... Nobody has that kind of question because nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. The only reason that people cared about that stuff with video games is because they're seen of primarily as being for children. 
Yeah. I think the, it's it, it's a lot of it is new medium growing pains too. Yeah. It's like, I think I mean if you look back in time when people first started being like there was like mass literacy and everybody started reading novels. Oh, people man. were like, oh, those go novels back. are rotting their Scandalous. brains. Everyone should not yeah. be able to read, I and think. And then you go to the, the theater and you see silent movies. You're like, that's rotting your brain. And then the talkies and uh-huh. then TV and yeah, now video Buster games. Keaton. Silent movies are actually rotting my brain, but that's unrelated. Okay. That's <laughs> not really what we're talking about right now. Um, but like speech processing center is like getting smaller. No, I I uh, can only you think of, worked it out. I can only think of that one bit in Sherlock Junior where uh, <laughs> he jumps through the hole and then the lady with the dress walks out and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I, I haven't been able to figure it out. That is Sherlock Junior, right? Uh, I am remembering that correctly. Yeah. He jumps through a tiny square hole and then the the lady who's holding the box walks off like nothing happened. Yeah, computers didn't exist. How did he do that? <laughs> he just did that shit for real. Yeah, what the he, fuck? He really did it. It existed. That's real. Um. Uh, okay, so this so video games being primarily viewed through this lens is why I think in the seventh gen and earlier games felt like they had to get a little bit of a potty mouth in order to distance themselves. We can curse certain, now. Yeah, yeah, they wanted to distance themselves in a certain way. They wanted to make <laughs> themselves unpalatable to children in some ways. They've Honestly, this is like a not. This is not a one to one, but the. Video games we can curse now really reminds me of like the HBO occasion of TV. Yeah. It's like we don't have to censor it anymore. Tony Soprano can say "Go fuck yourself." Yeah, there's that. Um, when I <laughs> so when I was into Doctor Who and they had the spinoff Torchwood going on, Torchwood was more adult oriented, and so to hammer that home, I think it was the first. Call somebody a tosser. Whoa! Did he say bollocks? <laughs> he said bollocks a lot. No, um. So they, uh, it was like the first or second episode. The there the monster of the week was like a meteor that contained some kind of like gaseous entity that fed off of sexual desire, Ooh. and it would possess people, and they would like and fuck, and it would be, be like that's nice. Yeah, it that's would great. make them horny. It was bizarre. Yeah. I'm glad um, you liked my script. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you you, you, you getting any residuals from that or <laughs> <No>. what? <laughs> Apparently the laws are different in the UK. Fuck. Yeah. It all goes to the queen? She's dead. <laughs> it's fucked up. But yeah, to hammer it home that this this isn't your your mom's Doctor Who. Wow. It was like, yeah, they fuck. And they fucking, like you see these two people fuck in the wow. bathroom. They fuck Or like um, the main character, uh, Captain <laughs> Jack Harkness, he, he'll like, fuck, he's got a gay lover. And so they just do shit like that to differentiate yeah, themselves. Yeah, I think the broadcast TV, prestige TV divide is a little similar to this, even though it obviously television is in a much different yeah. place. But it's the, like, we ha- used to have all these restrictions, but now we can yeah. curse. Mm-hmm. Now we can be bloody. Can you imagine it? Like, <laughs> um... I think this is something we're going to explore in more detail in the second segment, but I would like to say that in the break, you are going to hear the intro to the original Nier because wow. Kaine lets off a massive string of curses right at the oh, beginning. Oh, nice, nice, And nice. I love it because it happened every time I booted up the game, and it occurs about 50% of the way through the game, <laughs> so you don't understand what she's saying until you're halfway yeah. through. And it kind of, when you get there, you're like, "Is did they spoil this for me? And they kind of did, but not really. Yeah. So don't worry. If you haven't played Nier or uh, Nier Replicant, whatever number they added oh, at the version end Version 1.2.5. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever. If you haven't played either of those, don't worry about that. But you, I just wanted to uh, commend that little speech because yeah. it is an incredible bit of delivery. That's a good inclusion. Kaine is always saying fuck, and she is a great character. Yeah. It is like something that is meant to illustrate as a character that she is trying to put up a front of being tough and hard, and a badass. She is a motherfucking warrior who doesn't need no <laughs> motherfucking help, and she's trying maybe a little too hard. And I think wow. that that's a really great moment for her. Mm. And uh, uh, so keep that in mind as we go into the break. Mm. When we come back, we are going to talk about some real potty mouth games. Talk about games that are trying too hard. Yes, yeah. <laughs> maybe a little bit. Since you rotten booker, you're gonna be sorry. Maybe I'll rip your pages out one by one. Or maybe I'll put you in the goddamn furnace. How can someone with such a big smart brain get hypnotized like a little bitch, huh? Oh, Shadow Lord, I love you, Shadow Lord. Come over here and give Vice a big sloppy kiss, Shadow Lord. Now pull your head out of your goddamn ass and start fucking helping us! Welcome back, fuckers, to Please Don't Listen to This, Your Life Depends on the show where we do something different every single week. And I would like to read off the email that prompted this episode. And remember, listeners, if you have an email that you would like on the show, you can send it to pleasedon'tcast at gmail.com. And that is pleasedon'tcast at gmail.com. Read Which reminds you write. me, before I get to the email that started this episode, what? I am going to read off the email we received since the last time we recorded. What? Uh, we received this email Please right after we recorded our fucking uh, Gilgamesh episode, hmm. which meant that I could not read it off. Is it another professor? No, not <laughs> this time. It is. That's probably next week. Wait, no, hold on. Did I read this off? Did I read Uh-oh. off the Black Fox email already? Yes, you did. Okay, so I read it off last week. So uh, it was right after the Baldur's Gate episode, so we're good. So anyway, the email we received about this episode comes from our uh, fan and listener, Andrew. Uh, this one comes to us, stop us this one comes to us from Byron Pitts who is a fan listener and patron thank you so much Byron uh, he's the one who did our theme song love you we buddy love it um, this one says cursed knowledge and it was about uh, our TV with ads episode which you may remember from last yeah. year Thanksgiving where we talk, time we talk extensively about ice road truckers <laughs> in that episode yeah. for this and episode we, we're gonna have to call it ice road fuckers we are going so. to have to yeah. um, so uh, he says, uh, I didn't have a recommendation when I started this email, but maybe play a game with a lot of cursing or something. I'm 30 minutes into playing High on Life, and it's, quote, not good, end quote, <laughs> IMO. Okay, that's all. Bye. Incred- from my incredible iPhone. appraisal. I, I love that. that. Yeah, yeah I, I was very. Not good. 
I honestly, listener, if you are listening to this right now and you think you don't have anything to suggest, I think you should follow Byron's lead here. Start writing the email and then look at a lamp and say, <laughs> I think you should do lamp. You should Just do lamp next fully week. Fully Kaiser Sose it. We haven't lamp episoded it. <laughs> we, we, you know, we'll fig- fucking figure something out. Who cares? Like almost all of our boundaries have been broken. chair table? A chair table. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this would be the chair table on the show. And I think I got a lot to talk about. No. Um, so because of that. Uh, initially, I thought it would be kind of funny to play High on Life because it was on Game Pass. And then I'm like, no, this prompt is actually more interesting yeah. than that. It's broader the, the, and better than yeah, just there, play one game. It could lead to a from different... From one or multiple yeah. disgraced creators. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, could, I didn't want to give them... Like, I know Game Pass games have already gotten their money. Uh-huh. But I didn't want to give that, like, any more attention or yeah. any more downloads. Yeah. And you know what? Like... And it seems like it sucks. We don't need an entire yeah. epi- we don't need an entire episode of me doing Justin Roiland impressions. Wow. Unless you really want it, no. email the show. No, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you so, can tune in. Nick is on every week, and Rick and right, Morty. That's right. Morty. The new voice right. of Rick. That's right. I'm the new voice, Morty. I'm the new voice, Morty. Oh, gee, Rick, I, I really appreciate that you're the new voice, but did you have to be so loud about it? <laughs> um, so we decided to embark on playing uh, some potty mouth video games, and. Uh, uh, I think I kind of want to go chronologically with this one. Wow. Uh, oh, is that me? Yes. I think which, it is. Which, start with All Seb, right. who played the earliest game in the timeline to come out. Uh, and it it is kind of like a a weird outlier there because, mm. well, let's say it's a little bit rare. Seb? Yeah, this is a, <laughs> this is a rare game wow. on the Nintendo 64 uh-huh. uh, to contain... This type of um, language yeah. and theming. Uh-huh. Um, so I played Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Byron initially gave us this prompt, uh, well, actually, um, I think Nick was like, I think he's trying to get us to play Borderlands. And I was like, I could maybe do that. <laughs> but I was like, wait a minute. One of the most infamous games known for its potty mouthness is uh-huh. Conker's Bad Fur yeah. Day. Yeah, that was a great pick. I didn't, even, I didn't even think about they it. They love yeah. to say shit in that game. Yeah. So, um, Conker's Bad Fur Day is, is a 2001 game by Rare. Um, you wouldn't be able to tell. Pre- you would think it came out in fucking 1996. Pre or post 9-11, you know? Probably pre. pre? Yeah, well, statistically, it's probably pre. Yeah. Just because there were a lot more Hold years on, before September, or a lot more months before September. This is an important fact that we need to know. Yes. Generally, I like to narrow it down. But. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not that it would have been... Spider-Man was our movie that we healed with, and uh-huh. Conker's Bad Fur Day was... It caused Wa- it. Yeah. Wario Land 4 was like three, the weekend before or something like that. We discussed that uh, <laughs> on our Pizza Tower episode, I want to wow, say. it's not the closest thing to 9-11 we've <laughs> no, covered. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, North America came out on the 5th of March. Wow. Yeah, pre, pre. Pre, pre, Way pre. pre. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so people were Metal singing the two post. So people were singing <laughs> the great and mighty poo mm-hmm. yeah. on the day, maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, Conker's Bad Fur Day was uh, by Rareware, um, who is known for Banjo Kazooie. Uh, they made Goldeneye, Donkey Kong Country, uh, Donkey Kong Country, Perfect Dark, um, yep. uh, Sea of Thieves. <laughs> now, we're going, now we're going into the future, but yes, yeah. all of these things and more, especially from the arcade era. Yeah. They had a lot of they had a. They had a good history, a good pedigree did they before do uh, Nintendo Primal made that. Rage? What did they? They, they did, did one of those. Killer Instinct. Thank you. Much I'm trying better to remember which dog than... shit uh, fighting See, game. See, Primal they did. Rage is a dog shit <laughs> fighting game with cool animation, and Killer Instinct is a good fighting game with cool animation. All right, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was trying to, when when I was um, playing this game, I I stopped and then I said, 
when did they put this out? Mm-hmm. Had they done a 3D platformer yet? Oh, and no. they had. It was <laughs> precisely because they had done so many of them that this one is so this hacky. This is extremely yeah. post Mario 64. So uh-huh. um, <laughs> apparently the um, the genesis of this was the not just to make N64 of this, Seb, please. Okay, I'm sorry. The Saturn of this. Um, no, so the Dreamcast of this. Anyway, um, so uh, they made it this way. Um, I don't know why, but it was going to be a family-friendly game initially. Right. And then they were like, this doesn't have an identity. But there is a Game Boy game, um, a Game Boy Color game, that is more family-friendly for Conquer that came oh. out very briefly before this one. So it's... Like, if you played that one and then were, were like, Conker's back on N64, I'm sure people were traumatized. Anyway, so you play um, Conker the Squirrel, and he is having a bad fur day. He, um, he like, it, it opens up, he calls his girlfriend and leaves, and, and she's, like, doing yoga, not yoga, like, um, calisthenics or something. Um or uh, I don't know. She's she's jazzercise. Jazzercise. Doing some sort of workout video. Yeah, aerobics. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, so he leaves a message on her phone, and he's like, um, "I'm sorry, Barry. I'm I'm gonna be late tonight. Um, uh, I I I'll be there. See you later." Um, <laughs> he's he's the most annoying voice in the fucking world. So what has happened is he has been at the bar drinking, and he's fucking wasted. So he leaves and um, gets kind of lost, sobers up magically, uh, literally magically, like he drinks some water and then he's sober. (laughs) Um, But um, so he's kind of running around, getting told to do shit. And he's like, why is everybody telling me to do shit? Like, and everybody's problems tend to be get this fat bitch off my back, which is literally something that somebody wow, says, which good. is, he's, okay. he's a giant block. I, they're like thwomp analogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like a bee who's like, oh, my good for nothing husband, just let, let our hive get stolen. And, you know, just shit like that. Or the, the husband was cheating with a sunflower. And um, I did not get super far in this game. Because the controls are <laughs> infuriating. Um, like, I, it's incredibly brave of you to play a platformer of this era, I think. Yeah, play a platformer <laughs> of this era, emulated on PC, with an Xbox 360 controller, or an Xbox One controller, yeah. or a series controller, whatever I was using. Um, which is not a controller it was intended to be used with. Yeah, um, you needed three hands to play this one. I needed three hands, one to be on the camera at all times. <laughs> And it was one of those stupid cameras, too, that's reverse. Did it use the um, C buttons? It, I think it did use the C buttons. Did you map it to the stick, though? Yeah, it was yeah. on the stick. Did it feel um, natural on the stick? Sometimes that weird? can feel really wonky because yeah. the, the N64 just had buttons and not a, a camera stick. Yeah, and they were reversed, too, oh, on yeah. the stick, at least. Um, well, at least with emulator, you could map them the opposite way. Uh, I don't know on, if you could. Yeah. On Project 64, it just has an option for... C buttons oh, and yeah. then analog stick. I know for um, some GameCube stuff because that that was the thing that persisted way up into the GameCube too. Yeah, the, this is like, the first time I played reversed as... camera thing. Yeah, I, I would you I usually would map it the other way to make it 
more natural. Yeah, maybe I could do that. I didn't play around too much yeah. with the settings because it took me a while to set it up just to get the controller working because I Definitely. I guess I was missing a plug-in or I wasn't doing it It's never it as easy or, as it seems to do this yeah, shit. Yeah, <laughs> it might have been user error, but it took me a while to get it up and running on the controller because I didn't want to play it with keyboard because it absolutely was no, not yeah. made for that. You would die. Uh, yeah, I, I would die. I would not be on the podcast. Um, <laughs> so the controls are pretty clunky and for a while i was like kind of forgiving about that um but like a 3d platformer you want to be able to go where you're trying to go without too much difficulty like there's definitely a an amount of precision you need to build otherwise it's too easy but then there's also an amount of floatiness that is unacceptable (laughs) um, or slipperiness that is unacceptable um and this is teetering on the edge of that are they more open levels or are they more focused linear ones? Because I know They're, Banjo-Kazooie was very open, like hugely open. open. Yeah. It's more open like you're in an area and there's some stuff to do and it's not really very linear. I'm um, so glad. They're that, not huge open areas. Either. I'm so glad that this genre of game is less of a thing because like <laughs> it used to be every kind of game it was, was very this dominant. kind of thing. I think that... um and. It's, I'm, when I yeah. thought of video games, your I guesses, used to think your of this. Crocs, yeah. your uh, your every game was you be a cartoon guy and walk around mm-hmm. and do little tasks in yeah, the corners of the levels. Platformers, yeah. Uh-huh. Everybody needed a mascot. Every studio wanted to have <laughs> a mascot. And there is a lot of nuance within that genre. But when we grew up, it was truly omnipresent. Yeah. Like, and the for kids that were kids before us, it was the two D mascot platforms, like the mm-hmm. Big Head Ocean developed ones for the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. And those were even worse because... Cool the, Spot. Yeah. Cool Spot's a great example. The fucking Blues Brothers Genesis mm, game is like wow. that. It is a... It is. They were really everywhere. And um, is there anything that makes this game's gameplay stand out? Or is it really only that they say bitch sometimes? Uh, they say bitch quite a lot, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, they actually... Like, the first few minutes of the game, you're like, oh, where's the swearing? And then every other word is a swear. So do they... Is there any... Brit- is, is it pretty, like, English? Or pretty, like, Americanized? Or um, do, you, do they say tosser or anything? Like, anything they don't like, say tosser, Nothing no. stands out as British? Not that I okay. noticed. Because Rare um, is British. I figured they'd at like, least throw I a bollocks in like there. I felt like the humor was more British, and there were yeah. instances where I thought... It was British people doing American accents, <laughs> um, but it was a little bit like kind of mixed. Yeah, um, I'm sure they knew that most people who bought video games were like, from America, or the pe- yeah. kind the audience would be more for that. Yeah, but so it would um, be funny to hear Conker say "tosser" or some you know. No, some he's fake. he's got like a stupid or him, list. him just dropping the c word because they yeah. say that a lot more oh, easily. I, in, I have so uh, far not heard them say cunt. Yeah. I don't think they would. I feel like I that, feel like they that know, would get them tossed off the N64 that's real That's nowhere that there, there is some kind of line. Yeah. yeah. Like they can they can uh, model the big titty squirrel and uh, the, you know, the singing pile of shit. But then when you say the word cunt, all of a sudden it's like, that's too far. What have you done? Yeah. So it, in the UK, they're like totally, everybody says that. Mm-hmm. When I first learned that word... Uh, my mom like had mentioned there was a c word, um, just in kind of talking to me about like don't say bad words, and I was like, what's the c word? She wouldn't say it. She oh, wrote it down for me. Wow. Like t- that's the the point of that's like funny. how how I contextualize that word in American culture is <laughs> people won't even fucking say yeah. that. Um, so one of the only things I know, I, I mean, I know the the great and mighty poo, of course. Mm-hmm. That's the most 
maybe the most influential thing or the most like well-known thing yeah. about yeah. this game. And he but, says shit a lot. But the other thing <laughs> I the other thing I know is that you get to like piss. Uh, do you get to do any of that? It might be a later level thing. So you I, like, basically like Calvin piss on stuff, like the bumper sticker. I did not do that. Yeah. No. Um, so I did not get too far in this game. I got far enough to, I think, get the gist of it. Yeah, you said um, you, you fought a boss. What, what I did was that fight like? a boss. The boss was a pile of hay that was actually a robot underneath. Okay. Um, so basically, what you like, there's an area where you're helping out the bee family um who who are split up because like i guess the uh, good for nothing husband was cheating and he also seems like he's on drugs <laughs> um <laughs> he's like his eyes are all bloodshot and he's like you know all all fucked up but um so there's there's that and then you go into a barn and you fight a p- everything in this game has eyeballs on it. Yeah. It and it's, it's it's like it's post banjo where everything is anthropomorphized. Yeah, like even the cash like collectible you get has eyeballs on it and it talks to you whenever you pick <laughs> it up. It's like, hey, you looking for green tough guy? And Conquer's eyes like roll into the cash signs yeah. and he gets a big grin and it goes ching and then he grabs the cash and then it stops talking to him. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's. It's definitely like going really, 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 really far on the cartoon yeah. uh, stuff to like as a juxtaposition of everybody saying piss and bitch and yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so the the first boss is um, so at first you you find a pitchfork and an anthropomorphic anthropomorphic pitchfork. He tries to hang himself. He doesn't have a neck. He can't hang himself. Okay. So. Um, He's like just kind of hanging there, and then this big haystack comes down from the top of the barn, and he's like, "Ha! My nemesis is defeated," which is the pitchfork. Okay. Um, yeah, that makes so sense. So he's running around. So then you let the pitchfork down, and now you're best friends um, because you let him down. So you use it. You hop around on him and fight the haystack. Um, and then once you defeat that phase, you fall through the floor. Um, and then he, it turns out the haystack underneath is a robot. And so you have to defeat him. Um, and I did that. And as far as I got was, um, after the end of that fight, you, um, you, uh, are stuck in the room and it starts flooding with water and there's wires hanging down. So you have to go up on these platforms and throw knives at the wires so that they stop being, you know, electrocuting the water. Um, and the, the fucking, Alex watched me do a little bit of this. So I booted this emulator up when they got here and <laughs> I was, I, I see one second of this game and I'm fucking livid. I'm <laughs> yeah. So you go into like this over the shoulder mode to shoot anything. Like there, there, you can also do, um. Now is that something you can do at any time or is it specific sections? No. So they make a big deal about like context sensitive things yeah so there's context sensitive spots in the world which normally are like a platform that says b on it or something like that and you push b and you push b and you do whatever context sensitive thing it is like pull out a stick of dynamite or something like that um like normally it's one of these little cutscene thingies where it's like you got the dynamite or you do some other thing um it's just very cartoony stuff like he just happens to have dynamite he's like wily coyote um uh, but for this, he pulls out a bunch of knives and there's no reticle. 
There's like no easy way of aiming. There, there, there isn't like some kind of guide. There isn't like a I way was, to like was, scope like, it out. I was fucking incensed. I'm like, these fuckers made Goldeneye, and they're not going to give you a reticle. <laughs> and this came no, out after not. that. Eyeball it, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and it's like this re- really weird over-the-shoulder angle, and you're trying to hit stuff that's far away. And the controls are really stupidly fucking sensitive about yeah. it. Uh, so, I, like, I tried several times to do that the other day, and I, I failed. So I was like, no, I played enough of this. I played a couple hours of this. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I get it. They're swearing all the time. There's um, cutscenes intermingled with the rest of the game. Um, where Oh, and I, when I got here, I did go through that, like, electrified water area. I did get through it. Um, but the other day I like quit, like I like rage quit because I was like, no, never mind. Um, but so there's cutscenes interspersed in here where there's like the King Panther guy and I don't remember his name, but he's after Conquer for some reason or will be later. Um, and he, he has a table and he put his milk down on it and he spilled it because the table doesn't is missing a leg. So he's got his in-house scientist who's like fixed this table and the in-house scientist is constantly swearing, like, and then he's got like this awful fake German accent. He's oh, like, yep. He's like, you got a ladybug on you. It's like on your armpit. That's really weird. Uh, he likes armpits. Can you give me a little bit of the German accent? Um, is it is, is it, it a Doctor Strangelove, Peter medic, Sellers? Is it medic GF2? Is it Doctor Strangelove? Um, it... It's worse. Uh, so he's like, oh, I will show him this milk. Like, like, um, man, it's it's really bad. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, motherfucker. Like, that, <laughs> like that, that kind of thing. Um, he's like this weird weasel guy in a floaty chair. Um, and he's just trying to completely over-engineer a leg for this table. Um, but yeah, you'll you'll get interspersed with those things. And, and there'll probably be a fight later on, but I didn't get that far. Yeah. I wanted to at least try to get to the giant poo. Um, and I saw the That's area. pretty far in, though, isn't it? It is, but I know where it is. It's just I was made to go the other direction first. Um, like, there, there's, like, a, a fork in the path, and it's, like, you're looking at one way, and he's, like, oh, yeah, the other direction it smells kind of pooey, is what he says. He's, there like, that way that smells kind of pooey. So he Wonderful. doesn't want to go that way. So I went the Can't other way. Can't even say shitty. We're, like, we're doing all this yeah, fucking Yeah, everybody else says shit stuff. and bitch and fuck. Has to, be, has to be cutesy about it. Yeah, they say a bastard, bitch, fuck, piss, like, all of them. <laughs> Uh, but he doesn't like conquer does not say shit in that instance. Um, I, this is super interesting. Like, I, I think the idea, especially coming from rare, the people who made like at least three or four of it's these so very cartoony weird. games. It doesn't feel right. You know, it's, it's interesting. I, I think it's like not a bad idea. And at the time I'm sure this was like, uh, decent enough to play. Mm-hmm. But it's I, time has completely obliterated this. I think yeah, <laughs> like 2001 for this to come out and it play so awkwardly, <laughs> and they've already done 3D platformers yeah, I, before. The N64 kind of figured out. Rare had kind of figured out the how to Game how to Cube do it. Was all right, out in 2001. <laughs> yeah, like what what the hell? Um, there was other shit going on. <laughs> Yeah. Metal Gear Solid 2 came out that year. Yeah. In like a couple of months. Not a couple of months. It was like the end of that year. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it, like, it really it's such a weird world, placement though. that like maybe they felt they could get away with it because it was the end of the life cycle of the Yeah. 64? I think they probably just like, needed to dump this. Yeah. Like, but 
But it um, seems like such an ill-conceived thing in the beginning. Mm. Yeah, it feels like it. This would be this, a, this was like the B team or something. Oh uh, yeah, goodness. this is definitely like because it was a comedy game. I bet you it probably didn't have the full yeah. resources behind it. But yeah. also like this would have cleaned up at the like fucking blockbuster, right? Like, oh, yeah. get, like you know, getting someone someone's parent who didn't know exactly what this was to rent this game for yeah, you. Yeah, playing oh, on the TV you, in the living room. Are and you kidding? Like, what the hell are and you the playing? clerk and the clerk doesn't know what, yeah. what you're yeah. what you're getting either. Of course, yeah. this is the per this is like the perfect game for a kid who had an N sixty four to to try and yeah. sneak. And to the, play. the parents didn't know about the ESRB ratings at the time. Oh yeah, they did already exist, but um, so many parents didn't fucking know yeah um we're all a little bit too young for that i think yeah but. it's not quite we're not quite no, there i knew with that. people like my age our age that like their parents like had no idea like my parents got me like i don't think they would have gotten me tony hacks pro skater if they knew some of the stuff that was in it which isn't even bad stuff but it was t for teen and <laughs> i got it when i was 11 and yeah they were, like you weren't quite a teen yet yeah but like i don't what is think it, like they the really hobo knew. wants booze and you have to grind three rails to get him booze <laughs> yeah that's stuff like that where like he's seeing pink elephants um but uh you was know, this so a rewarding like, experience yeah did it give you any kind of context how do you feel about this i don't no <laughs> 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 good all right so it, like it's like okay i tried that yeah that's, that's kind of how i feel where i'm like okay i'm well, glad this, you went this direction with it yeah this piece of history like I, it's I certainly think, not what i was thinking of when i was thinking I, of this. this didn't come to mind at all but it's it perfectly fits yeah like they, they swear all the time and it's for the shock value it's yeah. not to seem edgy specifically but it is that shock value of um Oh, the kid looking property is swearing. Happy mm-hmm. tree friends it's, and shit yeah, like that. It's South Park. It's um, very yeah. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. So, um, I tried it. And, <laughs> there you go. Uh, thank you, Byron, for having me try this game. Now I want to play an actual good platformer. Mm. Now I wonder what that varies wildly depending on what you consider to be a good platformer. That could mean anything. No such thing. I heard a good one called Pseudo Regalia came out last year. Wow. Huh. And that one is that one is like cheap. It. It's on itch, and it has a uh, bunny girl protagonist. Do they say hmm. fuck? Not that mm. I know of. I don't think there's any dialogue at all in that game. Actually, I like Spyro. Never mind Spyro. I wonder what would be good. We said Spyro good, Seb. <laughs> okay. Well, All right. Can she, I, I think she her ears just pricked up. Can I uh, can I jump <laughs> yeah, in? Yeah, next? yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think I think chronologically you are next. If I have any idea what you play. Uh, this week. No. Oh, all right. I am actually jumping out. We're out of chronology. All right. Yeah. Sure. But, um, I so Nick called my shot earlier. I did play Borderlands, but I played Borderlands three. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Can I? Fun fact. Um, somebody like a friend in another server that I'm in on Discord just mentioned the other day. That um, and he's a dog trainer. Uh, he one of his clients is the art director for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, and also is a character designer on Borderlands. Whoa! Wow. Adam, Interesting. Yeah, Adam May. So do you think he goes around saying that everywhere he goes? Oh, or do yeah. you just I don't know, know how he found out. Like I, I, I really don't know. <laughs> um, so I have ha- I have some experience with the Borderlands games. I I have played. Uh, I played a decent amount of one and two. I've not finished either of them, but I I played I, some two couch co-op back in high school. I definitely I have. I probably have a combined like thirty or so hours in one and two, and uh, I those games never really clicked with me. I tried to play a little co-op uh, with them, but they were always just a little bit too. They there were a couple pieces of design that I just really couldn't click with, and like 
at the time, I think the humor and tone was a little bit more welcome. I wanted to try three because it was the one I hadn't played and it's and it's pretty recent. So I wanted to see if they changed anything about the formula or the humor or the writing or because I feel like Borderlands 2 was like the early 2010s. I have to look it up, but it had been like maybe 10 years since Borderlands 2 and they had done some spinoff stuff between those, but uh, I it w- was interesting for them to release Borderlands Three because it felt it felt like such a dated product uh, at the time, <laughs> and that was a couple of years ago. I think this game came out like 2019, maybe. Um, but I wanted to give it a shot because it was the new the new version. I wanted to see if they really did anything with this with the formula. And uh, I'm here to report that they did not. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> so they just kept it the same for, what, four years, five years? Pretty much. Um, I uh, the, the big thing, I think the reason that you'd play uh, the sequel, even though it's it functionally almost identical to the, bar- the amount of Borderlands 2 that mm-hmm. I've played, uh, is that there are new guys that you get to play. Like the the hero characters are all different, which I think is the they're very the very much classes, right? Yeah, and I think that's the most interesting thing that Borderlands does. I, I like that they are all uh, you have specific heroes that have specific characters that ha- all have unique skill trees and abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't seen. I thought it. the unique thing the Borderman. Borderlands was one million guns. <laughs> Holy shit. One million bajillion trillion guns. Yes, they do do that. Um, but I, I actually didn't know what the like heroes were in this one. And I was uh, kind of surprised. They all seemed pretty interesting. Mm. Um, there's a, a character who can call in a mech to fight, at, to fight in. And I'm like, that's cool. I didn't even know about that. But uh, the character that I picked was Flack. But he's like a robot, so it's like C-3PO spelling. Um, but he is, his class, his character is the Beastmaster. So he gets a bunch of like, uh, he has like special versions of all of the like uh, shit tier enemies that you can call in to help you fight. Uh, and that was a big deal because I didn't want to grind or do any side missions in this game. So I used it to cheese a lot of the higher level stuff that I walked straight into. But um, the... Uh, reason I played it, of course, is because this game is famous for uh, its, uh, I will say, maybe irreverent uh, meme humor. <laughs> it's uh, an obnoxious game for I remember, obnoxious I people. Say that Borderlands, I think it was Borderlands Three had a uh, a big joke with a with a bonfire that there was like a dead knight sitting at, and I was this is like it. It's not like if they did it now, it'd be a little gauche to have like a Dark Souls reference there. Yeah. At the time, it felt. Almost contemporary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, the, I was, I had remembered, or maybe I had just like gaslit myself into thinking that there was more swearing in these games. There really is not that much. Um, like, I don't think they said fuck. I, so I played about two hours of this game, uh, just enough so that I could refund it. Uh, I do have to send the podcast money back to you, Nick, because I didn't end up using it. Mm. Um, but I, um, I bought this game and I uh, went to the store page and had a good laugh because they sold a bundle that was all of the DLC for the ultimate edition of the game for half the price of the normal game not on sale. Right. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know how. But it was $30 to buy everything. 
and it was $60 to buy the game. That's how they get you. <laughs> I don't Okay. I mean, that's how they got you for two hours anyway. <laughs> but um, Or what, one hour and 59 minutes? Uh, yeah. I, well, I set a timer on my phone for one hour and 55 minutes. And that's then I smart. shut the game off when my timer went off. <laughs> But um, do you feel? And were they were they saying fuck? Was was clap? Is clap? No, still in this one? they. Yeah, yeah. Of co- oh, of course. <laughs> Claptrap. Um, I remember he was fucking everywhere. Everybody loved Claptrap. I cannot yep. believe he was in fucking Poker Night of the Inventory. What a shit that's, character. That's what I know him most from, honestly. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, they, they usually kind of just say ass. Like there's some, like some like vulgar stuff, but they, they definitely didn't say fuck. Hmm. I was shocked. I'm like, huh? What year did this come out? Borderlands three. The latest one I want to say was like two years ago. It is very new. Right. I remember. Like I, I would say as maybe as far back as 2019, but definitely no, like, I don't know, last three or so years. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, the writing is, is still like super embarrassing, very meme-y. Um, I, I was shocked that they didn't like grow it up at all. <laughs> they kind of have their audience, I think. They, they know that people come here for that, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's so, so 2010s, I feel like. Any standout lines? Come on, you got to have something that's stuck in your brain. Uh, I know that Claptrap, so it, it, the kind of first act, first like main mission uh, you're trying to fix up your spaceship so you can go. You can go from Pandora, the planet that the first two games took place on, to a new planet. Wait, they're on different planets. Um, most of them are just on the one planet, I think. And that's why they use, reuse the same assets for all of them, right? Yes, it's, it's dusty, Mad Maxy. One of the they're on yeah. James Cameron's planet Pandora. The plot point for this one was that you got you got to go to a different planet, pretty much. But I thought they were on Earth the whole time. So you're trying to fix up the ship. Uh, and you go into warp speed, and they're like, all right, we have to be really careful about warping. And Claptrap's like, don't worry, I got it. And then he breaks the warp. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it makes a big crack in the windshield, and he gets sucked up into it. So his ass is keeping the whole ship from depressurizing. And so there are a couple good jokes about, like, leave your ass where it is, Claptrap. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was maybe the most memorable bit. I don't know. <laughs> not very, not exciting. A long setup for that one. Yeah. Um, but you weren't satisfied. You had you decided like, okay, I need to play something else. I wish I I wish I had had a little bit more time to play something else because when I was thinking about this, I uh, Borderlands was the like layup, of course. Uh-huh. And then but, you play it and you're like, wow, nobody's nobody's interested in saying fuck. Yeah, so, I, I, I what was, was the bundle you bought that was like one hundred thirty dollars. That was the built Borderlands. Yeah, that was all of them. So no no no. So this was the ultimate edition of Borderlands Three. Okay. It was thirty dollars to buy everything, but it was sixty dollars to buy just Borderlands Three. But you posted a, a screenshot with this enormous bundle, and it was discounted. Yes. Okay. The enormous bundle is just Borderlands Three plus all of the DLC oh, okay. for at retail two hundred and fifty dollars or whatever. But it's an always-on sale situation. I think it is. Okay. I think the way that Steam does bundles is really weird, and like, I don't know if it's up to the publishers or the individual page, or if it's just a Steam thing. But if you like already own some of a package or something, mm-hmm. it like will slash the price for no reason. Okay. I don't know if you could, if anybody could go in and do that. But uh, it was bizarrely thirty dollars for me, and I don't know why. <laughs> They're gonna um, they're gonna fix it now that we've said it on this podcast. They're yeah. just gonna yeah. go in and be like, "Oh, sorry, we had that we had that decimal point ticked wrong." 
But the other reason that I wanted to give this a go is because I like do like playing first-person shooters, and the game feel is still good in these games, uh, mm. bizarrely. Uh, the reason it has never worked for me in the past is because the like the entire like looter shooter idea that in this execution is just really bad, I think, uh, because it's all numbers. Like every gun you get is a stat stick. And Emily made fun of me for this when we were talking about Baldur's Gate, but I do not want to loot shit. I don't. I, that, that it is. is. It is. This game d- does make it fun to pick things up, but you uh, run into the inventory limit really fast, and oh it's God. not fun to. Sounds like a it's not game fun game. to enter to like go through my forty guns on my page and be like, which ones do I sell? Uh, it's. It's. I don't know. I, I don't really like it how everything is kind of a stat I remember stick with... when leveling up used to mean something. All of your stats would get a big plus one or two at once. <laughs> the skill tree stuff is good, I think. Right. The like RPG, the character building is interesting, I think. I And I like that in this game, the specific different manufacturers of the guns all have different archetypes and fields. Like you'll pick up one gun from one of the fake companies that makes them. And it has identity. Like one of them, one of the gun companies is all like very Western themed. Like you get like repeating rifles and double barrel shotguns and all the kinds of good FPS weapons. Mm. Um, But when it's just a numbers game, the fact that I like this gun and it feels good, it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter at all because it's one level lower than the one I just picked up that feels like dog shit. But you need it. Yes, if you I want to do it. if I want to do damage, I have to use this other one. And I think eventually you can even that out. But especially in the early game, it's like uh, I, you just have to use your highest numbered thing, and that always feels bad to me. I'm not that interested in it. Um, I did have fun with this, but I would never fucking played through this whole game in a million years. Um, the other, the two other ideas I had for games to play, and I probably will still play. Uh, one of these, uh, I realized like yesterday that I could have played Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty for this and it would have counted. Oh, and yeah, I- that probably, well, I mean, they have, even though they have a lot of fake made up words in the Cyberpunk thing, most everything is fucking yeah. shit. Because I think they've realized uh, that saying grok instead of fuck doesn't quite work. <laughs> yeah. But saying chum instead of pal, yeah. when you have that next to fuck, it makes both sound a little more legitimate. And that was something that I had wanted to play anyway, but uh, I might still circle around to that and uh, and do a update. But um, I also, I didn't want to drag my PS2 out for this, but I thought another fun one to play would have been uh, The Sopranos Road to Respect. <laughs> that game is full of cursing. <laughs> yeah. So did you? That was another one that I came to later. I I wish I had gotten a t- a, the chance to play it. But. So are we burying lead here? Was there actually another game that you? No, I wish. Because when you said uh, when you posted that you were like, oh, I think I got time for one more. I'm like, oh shit. If we had, the wild card? If, if we had pushed to tomorrow to record this, logistically, I probably would have jumped into something else. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, unfortunately, it was just kind of a mid time with Borderlands. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. All right. Um, I was going to wait until stuff came back. But uh, so my initial pick, my like frontline pick for this was uh, Suda51's Lollipop Chainsaw, mm. which I remember as being one of those things that was like pushing boundaries in heavy quotes in some ways. They had the sexy lady on the game yes, box. Uh, Juliet Starling, 18 uh, year old cheerleader Uh-oh. with a chainsaw. Uh, 
and uh, her uh, undead boyfriend Nick, who's hev- severed head. Yeah. Uh, way before God of War way did it. Way before God of War did it. Who's she's carrying around her severed head. And I remember reading a bit of pre-release press back when that game was coming out that there is a boss that swears at you and his swears like are big attacks that come at you that you have to dodge. That's fine. I'm like, I would like to get to that. That sounds fun. And I have a... I have like a, a very brief history with Suda51's games. Like, I I tend to enjoy uh, the ones that I have played. I played a little bit of Killer Seven, and I played all of No More Heroes when I had COVID, and it was fucking amazing. Uh, I tried to play some of No More Heroes when our friend Andrew loaned it to me as a kid, but my dad found it, saw mm. that it said strong language and sexual themes, and no told me to game give for it you. back. Nope. It's like no. that you can cut off heads in this game. That didn't make him feel any better. Mm. Anyway, he's a um, cop. Why does he care? So I know, right? But um, he cuts off heads all the time. Yeah. So, uh, no more heroes was part of something that was meant to be very novel and very against type because the Wii had a reputation that wow. needed some laundering. It was the baby game. It was the mm. baby game console. Wow. Grandma so, plays bowling with you. Yeah. And so there were a couple of people who ended up in possession of a Wii because they liked Nintendo consoles or because everyone had one. And, and they, they wanted to play... Sold all their GameCube games to yeah. play Guitar Hero. Right, World right. Or... You know, for example. <laughs> um, and they really wanted to something to play that was not Mario or, or sports or whatever or Imagine Party Babies. Oh, uh, actually fucking low-key good, though. <laughs> Uh, I could imagine that. I could imagine a party baby being good. Yeah, but I uh, have imagined a party baby. So no more heroes is like is kind of uh, no. I remember the conduit as well, but people don't talk about that one as much. No, um, no more heroes is a very like stylized artistic game that has a lot of soul to it. No more heroes is not just a potty mouth game, although it certainly is that as well. Uh, it has a protagonist that says the word fuckhead a lot. Uh, his main motivation for wanting to climb the ranks and become the best assassin is to get laid. He is very crude and crass, but he has some soul to him. He is definitely like, he's not just Deadpool with a laser sword. He is very much like a real guy with real problems that doesn't know how to relate to people. And like, he's like a weird otaku who likes wrestling and he lives in a converted motel room. Uh, And all of this stuff, is there and there's a lot of personality in this game in his interactions with the other characters uh in him realizing like many video game characters do it's like oh man everything i'm doing is being manipulated in one way or another I like like oh, this wow. kind of stuff like Metal so Gear the first Solid game too yeah exactly yeah. it gives you <laughs> that sort of thing um there's an instance in Baldur's gate 3 where you can get carlac to say shit like that <laughs> like she'll like see you Wow. Over the screen. That's Third funny. Wall. It's really funny. Do you have to get her high or something? Fourth uh, wall. I'm not sure. I haven't done it myself, oh, okay. but I know you can you do it. You saw this in a YouTube short yeah. that was yeah, 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 rotated yeah. 90 degrees. Yeah. Um, TikTok lady said, try t- try doing this with Carlac. I don't have a good TikTok lady impression. Uh, yeah, so sorry. Carlac like she's can kind of see falling out of vogue. <laughs> um, so No More Heroes 2 is a surprising success. Like way more so than pe- they thought. <laughs> So even though Suda51 is already working on his next project, a sequel is greenlit. And he's like, well, I'm not really going to be there. I'm going to hand it off to one of the young guys. Yeah. Why is his name Suda51? I don't know that. I think he's 51 years old. That is not true. He's just always been that age. (laughs) Um, I think there are 51 guys who all claim to be him. That would be, that would fit with the other things that I know about this, (laughs) uh, about this man. 
So uh, he's already in the middle of working on what I believe is his next extremely troubled production. I want to say it's Killer is Dead. Wow. Uh, which takes a huge long time to release because it is uh, EA. Um, actually, maybe Lollipop Chainsaw was first. But anyway, he was working, already working on his next game. So he's like, well, I'm going to hand off the directing of this sequel to No More Heroes to, my, uh, to one of the younger guys who helped me with the first game. Uh, and I'm just going to do some of the character writing. I'm going to write the basic themes. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, the character arcs and stuff like that. Everything else he can handle. The development of the world, the combat, all that stuff. We'll shuffle it off. No More Heroes 2 comes out. And I remember almost everyone I talked to who had played it saying that it's not as good as the first one. But it doubles and triples down on the things that are, like, marketable or memeable about the first mm. one stuff. Travis is hornier. Travis is more violent. Wow. This is a story, rather than being motivated by sex, because Travis does get laid at the end of the first game. Wow. I'm glad rather, than, rather than being only motivated by sex, uh, in towards the beginning of the game, uh, the guy who runs the video store that Travis would go get pornos and wrestling tapes from gets fucking murdered. And Travis is pissed no, off because he doesn't have a whole lot of he doesn't have a whole lot of connections. He doesn't have a whole lot of people who consider he considers friends and not just like transactional. Because this guy, of course he runs the video store, but this is a guy that Travis actually liked talking to. And not that you get to see a ton of that, but it's it's uh it's telling that there are like, you know, there is one connection in this like minor open world thing. And this guy dies five minutes into the into the sequel, like right after the first boss fight, where they make a bunch of jokes about like, "Hey, aren't you going to catch us up on everything that happened uh, since the end of the last game?" And then Sylvia says, "People don't want to hear about your fall from grace, Travis. Let's just get straight back to the violence." And it's like, like little little cute cut-ins like that, um, and it it does feel a little cheap in a way. Like they they kind of throw away a lot of the really cool stuff that the ending of the first game does. By just having saying like you gotta hey, do more game. Yeah, you gotta you gotta cut off the heads of some more assassins. And uh Travis wants to get laid again. Oh, isn't that good? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he sure does, but what else what else we got going on here? And it's like, well, we want this one to be kind of a story about revenge. And so many of the people you meet are people who are relatives or friends or somebody somebody you killed in the first game. Mm. And they dig into that a little bit, but um uh I I saved a bunch of screenshots of like of these good cursing moments, but the fucking Switch, which I played it on, refuses to send the screenshots to my phone where I can actually oh. look at them. Yeah, I kept trying to, like, uh, Nick was trying to get me to do it. And it, like, I connected briefly to the Switch, like, You have to post them network. all to Twitter, unfortunately. Yeah, like, that functionality is gone. I No, I can still do it. How come I can't? Huh? What the hell? You uh, gotta make I, a burner account just for it. Mine. Um, but, um... Uh, one of the first things he says after finding out that his uh, friend is dead is to say, this isn't for fun anymore. It's motherfucking war. And he <laughs> loves to Jeez. say fuck. Uh, the first boss fight who is very transparently dressed like Cloud Strife with uh, the colors switched around. Okay. Um, but doesn't have a weapon like that at all. It's just He just dressed like that. And he has like a weird, crazy gun. Uh, and... Um, you fight this guy, and he and Travis are just screaming fuck at each other the entire time. Like, fuck you, fuck you. And it's not like, it's not even subtitle on the bottom. It's just something that happens during the cut-ins and dialogue. And I'm like, okay, this is perfect. This is like, we know what we can get away with, and we're just going to go crazy with it. Mm-hmm. But already, I can feel a little bit like, oh, man, the combat's a little bit worse. And I'm like, wow. and, and yeah. right, right away. These games use the Wii remote, right? They do. It's very motion they control do. heavy. Uh, and 
they are going fucking crazy with the waggling in this sequel. The cover of No More Heroes 2 has Travis with dual wielding these beam katanas. Uh, and I always thought, one of the things I always thought was cool about them was that the handles of these ones that he's holding, which I, I want to say they're called Ruby Rose or something like that, Rose Red, whatever, they look like gas pumps, like gas station pumps. Okay. And I've mm. never seen anyone design like a gun or sword that looks like that except for this one. And, um, but part of those new swords is like, those new swords are new play styles. Whereas before, when you got a new sword, it was like getting a new sword in Dragon Quest. It's an upgrade. It's a straight yeah. upgrade and you move up the list. Whereas now, now it's like Devil May Cry, where they all have specific moves. Yeah, you can and you can swap in the middle of combat if you want, but it's not easy to do so. So it's more like I'll take oh, this one out for me. this specific situation. Are you looking at the design? Yeah. Um. Yeah. They're they're super cool looking. They they are they are really yeah. cool. Uh, and um, the uh, uh, so you've got like your normal basic sword, and then you've got like a fast faster less damaging one, and then you've got a Big, giant, huge one that is slow to swing but does a mm. uh, fuckload of damage and breaks guard and the, all that. The three genders. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then the dual wielding is kind of like an extra wrinkle on top of that where it's kind of different from all the other ones. But it's just like if you don't want to think and you want to waggle, you, you go straight for that. Wow, Playing these games without the waggling controls feels co- totally... Oh, yeah, you played it on Switch. Yeah, I played it on Switch. It's totally natural what? to play this. Like they made, they made a version of... Uh, they made a version of this game that I don't remember the subtitle they added in where they put it on Xbox and PlayStation. And later they put it on Switch when it, when they realized they were going to do No More Heroes 3 and Travis Strikes Again on Switch. Um, and this stuff, it feels so natural. It makes you wonder why they ever bothered with the Weirmo stuff in the first place. Except the only thing you really miss out on is to recharge the batteries for your beam katana in the original and in No More Heroes 2, you have to make a jerking off motion, which is cute, and I liked it. And, the, the, it, and like, you know, messing with the analog stick or uh, hitting left, right, left, right on the bumpers does not give the same kind of stupid mm. feeling as, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm making you do a jerk off motion. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm playing the Wii. I am, yeah. I am playing a prank on you, the player, by making you do this to recharge your batteries. That's right. Uh, although, if you are good at the game, you almost never need to do that there because you when you parry, it refills your battery gauge. Uh, and the parry in this game is way more finicky, I'd notice. It's like kind of a pain in the ass. It almost feels like every little joy I had about the first game is something that just gets sucked out a little bit in No More Heroes wow. 2. Maybe this is about how uh, when you go for revenge, you will lose yourself and all the things that you enjoyed are less good because you are wow. you are driven only by your desire to get to the top or to get to the end and kill these people who have uh, caused you problems. And Or maybe it's just a worse game. Or maybe it's just a worse game. And... Um, <laughs> But it does contain one of the the Travis touchdown quotes I see posted everywhere, or I used to see posted everywhere back when people still posted things. Um, uh, people don't post anymore. No. So no uh, they Sylvia, his handler and uh, friend with benefits, I guess you could say, um, asks him if he's okay to go back into more assassination missions so soon after his friend died. He says everyone deals with grief differently. He says some people fuck at funerals. I cut off heads, and I loved that. I thought that that was a cute little thing. Yeah. Um, uh, he's uh, constantly getting called a dipshit, saying fuck in response to annoying things that happened to him. Damn it! Calling calling people bitches and motherfuckers and everything like that. Travis is a very crass, crude character, and it comes out in his dialogue. And Sylvia 
who is handling him is just treating him the same way that he expects to be treated. She is treating him as a dog, someone lower than dirt. Fuck you, you're a stupid piece of shit. Uh, uh, Take a hint, you impotent dipshit is right there. For the Zoomers in the audience, this is a lot like Chainsaw Man. It is not dissimilar to Chainsaw Man in that there is a sexy lady leading around a violent otaku by a throw. Except Denji's not really a nerd. He's just kind of a loser. Uh, he wants to fuck, though. Yes, he does want to fuck. He's, he's so... It's a, I don't know that much about Chainsaw yeah. Man. No, but that's about that. the extent He does want to too. fuck. So. Um, this game, uh, on top of the swearing, it is like extremely violent uh but in a way that feels almost classy in some ways it's over the top when you cut somebody in half with a finishing move they spray blood everywhere they turn into a shower of blood they turn into a rainstorm of blood and uh often with the uh, you know great timing on the finishing move travis will yell fuckhead as he does it which is just one of one of the barks that he can he can let out when that happens and i think that that it gives you the direct feeling of the game. Like, you are getting everything that this game has to offer in a moment like that. It's like, oh, I landed the perfectly timed, like, finishing slice. Travis says, fuckhead! And then it's like, <laughs> like, guitar guitar string uh, hit, and all of a sudden, blood is everywhere. And then you turn <laughs> to the next guy. And this game also... The first game, you had to pay for your assassination missions, which was another way they in- emphasized that you are worthless. doesn't matter how good you are at killing. You are a tool for these people. If you want to people. kill, you have to pay for it. Yeah. yeah. So you had to go do odd jobs by uh, p- by picking up coconuts or, or picking up trash or defusing landmines mm-hmm. on a beach. Oh, like that uh, Tetris game? Yeah. The tiling yeah. game? The tiling game is in this one. So in the first one, right. though, you did all that stuff I described. Okay. Uh, and it was just – were, there were many games that, that were not – well liked but i thought they were kind of great because i there's kind of a uh a beauty to them in that they make you feel they, they don't take too long they only take like two to four minutes right and they make you feel like you are like you're oh shit i gotta clock they're, into my stupid job in order to do the cool thing in service of the theme right and if you really hated them this game also had side assassination missions that you could do if you only wanted to do the combat and those would pay out a decent amount usually enough for you to go uh and do the next story mission but it's kind of fun to do the fucking pizza delivery shit mm-hmm. you know and that takes you around the world a little more and in the world there's these little like things called the lobakov balls which like are ways that you unlock like new wrestling moves and shit which is when you hit somebody with your uh punches and kicks instead of your sword you can like do uh, Resident Evil style like finishers on them, you physical can su- finishers. Suplex them. Yeah, yeah. And so you can get do stuff like that, and it's it was very satisfying. This game, no open world, no collectibles, and the uh, in kind of a lateral move, the mini games are all little NES style pixel mini games uh, with yeah. with music to match. And some of them are good, some of them are really annoying. But it's it's really just kind of a lateral move. It's not like too bad. But it, this game is missing. So much of the personality, mm. you know, there's less heart in it. There's less heart, wow. and it, it's sad because that was No More Heroes One's biggest strength. The story was fun, but not like the best written story in video games. The combat was fine, but it was not anything special. It and uh, the open world was total dog shit. But those things mixed together, mm. combined with a bunch some of bad things, yeah, combined with some weak mini games okay. and a linear upgrade system make for a really good game altogether. Memorable. It's more than the sum of its parts. Interesting. I and think there, there's an era of Japanese edginess 
like Japanese vestibule edginess that you vibe with, and we're past that time. I think <laughs> it's you, like Beautiful Joe, God Hand, No More Heroes. I mean, I think we're kind of and No More Heroes is almost moving into a different era, but like there well, is we yeah. But I, what what I'm trying to get at is like. I think a game is more than the sum of its parts, and I think that there are there are things that don't need to be streamlined, you know? Mm. I love a streamlined game. One of my favorite games of all time is Punch-Out! Wii, and that wow. game has no fat at all. It is, you are going in to you do the... You punch the guy. A, you're a, going a, a spreadsheet could yeah. play that game. A spreadsheet could play that game quite well. And um, <laughs> uh, I do love it, but No More Heroes, the... the, the it, even though it's missing a lot of things that could be technically improved from if you're looking at it in a purely numbers way, um, it it doesn't come together in the same way. And I felt a little sad playing this game, but I am going to finish it now that I started it. Mm. Um, I already got – they do a cute little joke where in the first game you're working your way up from 11 to 1 in terms of the assassin ranking. In this game, since Travis has spent so much time away, there's now 50 people in front of him. But in one fight, it's like the third fight you do, you knock out 25 of them at once. Nice. So you just skyrocket up the ranks. That's a good and they bet. continue playing little tricks like that as the game goes on. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, you know what? I will do this. I will continue to uh, do the little uh, – Tile puzzle mini game. Now, Nick, I, I know that's just that. I know that they they put out a third one of these. Yes. Is it worse than two? No, 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 no. So okay. here's the thing, right? The reason that I mean, I know you no more heroes it, two is more like this, this is because the central driving force, the person who wanted all that stuff in No More Heroes one to be that way. Is gone, right. and so they ended up taking feedback from like the audience, right? Yeah. And the audience, you know, of dipshit gamers in two thousand eight are like, oh, the the driving the motorcycle it handles really bad, be more sex and the open world game. sucks, and like the the combat's like pretty linear, and so they like, okay, well, we're gonna make it so that you have different weapons to choose from in combat, and we'll make it so that the we'll just cut the open world completely. It's a menu now, and the jobs are are shorter and easier to complete. And now you don't have to pay money to get into missions. So if you hate the side jobs so much, you don't even have to do them. Mm. But it's like those side jobs break up the the cutting off of heads with lasers. And yeah, the cutting I'm off of heads with lasers is not good enough to be the whole game. You need a little bit more or you need to like completely overhaul the combat system, which I don't think they would would have or should have done. So it's just not – it doesn't quite work. So anyway, all this stuff – all that is to say that when they made Travis Strikes again and later No More Heroes 3 – they had a vision behind them. You know, they had a central idea. And from what I've heard, those two games uh, are both better than two by a wide margin. That's good. And three might even be better than one, allegedly. Wow. Hmm. So, well, that's good that they were able to course correct a little yeah. bit. And I don't know, I don't want like a, a, a giant franchise out of this stuff. I would rather, I know uh, that uh, Suda got to just continue, and, and the team at Grasshopper Manufacture got to continue to make cool, weird stuff, uh, often with extreme pushback from the people who gave them money to make yeah. the game. Like the two things I brought up, uh, Killer is Dead and Lollipop Chainsaw, both famously troubled productions. I've never done one of those, but the one that inter is interested me the most was also one of the most weird fraught ones they had like a free-to-play game that oh, was like a rogue, let it die rogue, yeah it was like a roguelike run base game that mm -hmm. seemed super interesting but you got to, you had to like pay for continues yeah it was very like free-to-play mobile game 
into I console games. I how easy it is to play that right now. It's probably I, I, uh, deleted from the internet, I'm, I'm sure. I'm curious about it. I See, the one I really, really, really wanted to play was, um, out, outside of Lollipop Chainsaw for this episode, it was uh, Killer7, um, which I got... I, the I started Capcom 5. Yes. Really, really interesting game. I played a little bit of it, and then I got distracted because, uh, I don't know, Pizza Tower came out or some shit. Who knows? <laughs> but... Um, uh, what I did play of it was like really inventive and interesting, and I I would like to get back to it. And I also know that he's got like a like an adventure game, the Silver Case that people really mm. like. So there's lots to dig into there if I creator. if I want to. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think that you should check out a Grasshopper Manufacture game if you have not heard of wow. any of this stuff, and you can you can stomach a game that is not perfect but will have original ideas for you. And if you feel like buying a 360 game off of eBay, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the No More Heroes stuff is all available on modern consoles. Yeah, and yeah. if you've got Steam, a lot of this, this a lot of this stuff came out in recent memory. Well, that's good. Okay. So I figured a lot more of his stuff was stranded, but maybe not. Lollipop Chainsaw is until later this year. Wow. It, it's getting it's going to come out again in like September. Big or some news. Shit. Yeah, I, I when I was when I only found that out googling that, it. That one was huge when it came out yeah, for some I reason. I want to play it now. I, I do. <laughs> like uh, after doing research on it because I thought I was going to play it for this, I'm like, that sounds like a good time. And it sounds like they were actually doing something with it, like beyond just like, oh, let's get a sexy cheerleader to to kill things with violence, you know. Um, but there was a lot of fucking cursing in that fucking game, and <laughs> it, it delivered on that front. I'm happy I picked No More Heroes too, because it was like really digging directly into what we were talking about with this episode. Like it, it was the the perfect answer to yeah. this. Uh, but Byron, we went all over the place with this one yeah. we did we were like we went the fucking extra mile for you absolutely so the goddamn extra mile. did anyone you even say fucking it, you goddamn pat bastard yeah um okay so whenever they say fuck they bleep it uh, but they are saying that. fuck you can tell they're actually saying it underneath oh okay the so it's that's an that's interesting the only approach. one they bleep they say everything else outright they say shit bitch and uh yeah and everything damn else. hell piss. shit bitch damn come hell shot. piss come shot bastard yeah, no. yeah. Uh, i think i think uh like cunt come is another thing you weren't allowed to say until 2015 in a video game or something yeah um it's the adult episode we can say come shot we can as say much as we, we can say come shot as much as we want like the ghost comes through the wall and does a big come shot <laughs> no, but um this is a big come shot so Thank you so much for this email, Byron. We really appreciate it. And I think that we all had a yeah, pretty varied experience. Yeah, this is a good time. Yeah. Even um, though uh, we may have played some bad games. I, but. Yeah. I tried it. I <laughs> yep. tried Conquer. I did. Yep. No More Heroes 2 is more like sad than bad. And I am mm. going to finish it uh, for sure. I'm going, to, I'm going to smoke the whole pack on this yeah. one. Um, but when uh, we return... Uh, I don't want to commit to it too heavily because it hasn't come out yet. But Alex is going on vacation next week, and Seven, I think we can Later put something losers. together while he's gone. When he comes back in two weeks, we will be having our uh, 2023 year in review of wow. film. That's right. There's some kind of movies. There's some kind of stupid show that happens in March, but we're going to undercut them in by getting our some guy named Chris does it. No, yeah. Oliver? Carl? Yeah, probably. The Olivers? Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so we will see you soon. Uh, and when we come back to our regularly scheduled show, we've got a nice taste of cinema for you. Wow. So Dumb movie. we'll get you next time. Smell 
you Fuckers. later, fucker. Yeah. No more heroes. It's hero. Be careful. Catch on nobody but yourselves. Nothing less.